Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Rushing around here a little bit this morning. Yeah, it was terrible. I, I apologize to our viewers. We had Tom Woods scheduled to be here. Tom Woods was going to be here. He was in. A, he was trying to get in a car, but in the days of modern travel, his car rental company, and this has happened to me too, if your flight's delayed and you get there past the closing of the car rental, then your reservations thrown out the window. They don't hold it for you. They don't do anything. So poor old Tom is sitting up there at Bush Airport right now. Well, you know, stranded. he's such a good interview, too. And, and I'm always glad to have him on here because uh, he knows a little bit about homeschooling. Yeah, and that's a big issue these oh, yeah, days, you know. Absolutely. That's uh, one of the answers to one of our biggest problems. Well, we'll get him back. We'll yeah, get him back. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, and we have another bit of news here, which I found very exciting. And... Uh, this, uh, this I had to read this again. Yeah. I had to verify. I had to ask you, is this true? <laughs> <laughs> New York Supreme Court reinstates all employees fired for being unvaccinated orders back pay. Yeah. In New York? You know, this is, this is unreal. But uh, this is something that, uh, that there was a fire, uh, you know, and they had filed a suit and it was finally hit, hit, uh, heard by the Supreme Court. And said they have to be, you know, reimbursed. Uh, they they found that being vaccinated does not uh, stop. This is it. They they found that it does not stop the spread yeah. of COVID. You know that used to be a crime just to say that. Yeah, yeah. So here here the court is telling these clowns that uh, you, you just can't do this to uh, people and just uh, lock down on them and throw them out anyway. You know. Uh, I keep wondering so often, why why did we go through all this? Because technically it made no sense. Scientifically it made no sense. And uh, even without saying that uh, you throw everything out, it's just the fact that you cannot even use science for an argument and testing as an argument and personal privacy. And they just won't listen to you on that. But uh, uh, there's so many things, and it might even come up on another issue here to say, why do they do it yeah. unless they have ulterior motives? Because it seems, it seems so extreme and so stupid and so harmful, and uh, it's almost like what's going on with the Democrats in the election. Yeah. Why do they do these things? It's, some, it's almost like self-destruction. And uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's something that was a big surprise, and uh, it's, it's a great stuff that they gave the right reasons, yeah. uh, you know, of, of, of why uh, they should be uh, reinstated. Yeah, it was fascinating. Let's put up that first clip, and this is, uh, it's, it was everywhere, but we just snatched zero heads just because they have nice bright headlines. A Supreme Court judge, a New York Supreme Court judge, strikes down the vax mandate, slams mayor, and orders worker reinstatement with back pay. And that is a partial victory, uh, you think, because we'll go into why it's not a full victory, but it's a partial victory. But let's go to the next clip, because here was his findings, and this might be a little tricky to read. We're going to have to expand that a little if we can. This is from the ruling. The mayor, in issuing Executive Order 62, made a different decision for similarly situated people based on identical facts. There is nothing in the record to support the rationality of keeping a vaccine mandate for public employees while vacating the mandate for private sector employees or creating a carve-out for certain professions like athletes, artists, and performers. This is clearly an arbitrary and capricious action. 
because we're dealing with identical unvaccinated people being treated differently by the same administrative agency. So that is very interesting. And who does this affect? Well, it affects 2,000 city employees of New York City uh, who refused a vaccine and were fired and now will have to be reinstated. I was kind of surprised, Dr. Paul, that 2,000 in New York City had the courage to say, no way, you're not going to shoot me with that. We, we live in different times. Maybe yeah. things are shifting. And uh, also, the judge mentioned, you know, the back pay, and it was done unfairly. But uh, he, he also said that their rights were violated. Yeah. And that, that, to me, is a key thing because that's basically it, taking these things. And then we find out that these uh, uh, vaccines are more dangerous than the diseases and all these things. But it's back to rights. Who makes these final decisions? And the assumption is for us to get this far into a mess like this, it's making the assumption that a patient has no brains and if you're a bureaucrat working for Dr. Fauci, you have all the brains in the world and you should control everybody, uh, which is obviously not true and makes things much worse. But uh, it's one thing people don't realize that, yes, when individuals make their own decision, they can consult. They can consult with their doctor. Maybe they trust their doctor more than they trust the government. So there's so many alternatives, but they always want you to think that, uh, you know, you're a conspirator, you're a terrorist, and all kinds of ugly names. Pretty soon they're going to call you a Republican <laughs> and this sort of thing. So it, it to me, is just uh, in so many things, whether it's the schools or medicine or the military, it just goes on and on. Uh, so it, it is an inbred disease, but uh, that disease of control by authoritarians, that's been around a long time and is hopefully coming to a climactic end because I think the fi people finally said, oh, you guys are doing this. You're running everything. You're spending all this money. Well, we've done pretty well. We, we don't want to rock the vote. But right now the vote has been rocked yeah. and people are getting frightened. And uh, fortunately, there's a lot of people waking up saying that the solution isn't just more government. The solution is less government may be the solution to our many problems. In this case, it's less government to uh, solve, take, take, take care of these problems. And nobody, and that's what the court is saying, nobody is trying to argue now that uh, by not in vaccination, a lot more people are going to get dying sick because there's too much information out there now because the opposite just may be true. Yeah. And the thing is, though, on the one hand, we definitely celebrate the victory. Not that we're happy about 2,000 government employees <laughs> being rehired, but that's a whole different issue. We are happy about this happening because it defeats this kind of horrible tyranny. But the, thing, the first thing I thought about, Dr. Paul, yeah, it's going to be great to get your back pay. It's going to be great to get your job back. But just think of how horrific it's been for this period of time. First of all, before being fired, imagine the stress that you would feel. Say you're a single mother. Uh, with the job or maybe you have two incomes that you have to have to keep your house new york's pretty expensive um, and then you're facing losing your job losing your career imagine the depression maybe alcoholism was triggered uh, divorces maybe suicides out of these two thousand people who knows so you can't say the damage wasn't done even here's a check here's your money back no that doesn't cover the horrible stress but put on this next clip because this is one of the thing about, and this is why I think it's a mixed bag in a way for us. But um, now the judge ruled, it's clear the health commissioner has the authority to issue public health mandates. Well, we would disagree with that. No one is refuting that authority, et cetera, et cetera. And this goes back to your point, Dr. Paul, 
uh, what you said, and this is astonishing, I think, and that is that the judge uh, says, quote, being vaccinated does not protect an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. As if of the day of this decision, CDC guidelines regarding quarantine and isolation are the same for vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals. And as you say, Dr. Paul, this is exactly that single sentence. If we had uttered that when the vaccine first came out, we would have had our show canceled. We would have had our show pooled. Social media would have kicked us off social media. And how do we know that? Because it happened to Alex Berenson of the New York Times. Just saying something that we now accept as absolutely proven fact would have got you completely disappeared. That is a problem with the tyranny of social media companies, the cancel culture, shutting people up. When you shut down debate, you can never find truth. Now we found truth, but we wouldn't have if they had had their way. But it's also a victory for people who persist uh, with the truth. The truth finally can overcome but you've already pointed out a lot of people have to suffer along the way. That's the tragedy of it because uh, people have been, and a lot of Americans generally are that way, but they're not uh, going to stay that way. And that is, they trust their government. The government's supposed to be there for good reason, that sort of thing. But it turns out that uh, they make things worse. But what did the mayor say about this? He said, well, I'm not going to rehire any of these people. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do it. So then now we have a, have a legal dilemma here. What should you do? How can you make the mayor hire these people? Uh, will they just totally ignore the judge? No. And I, my, I thought, well, what would I do? What should we do? I know. Impeach the mayor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The that step. has to be available yeah, to yeah. him, right? So maybe the people will follow through and do the right thing because you, you're, you're going to have a hard time. If, even with this, he doesn't back off and say, well, I'll study this or something like this. He's not, I am not going to do it just because this judge told me it was illegal <laughs> and dumb and didn't fit science. Uh, the, the, I think that they, they know that darn well that uh, the, the, the judge uh, knew what he was talking about. But the, this mayor doesn't know what he's talking about. No, no. And I, don't, I watched a couple of clips from the debate. I think it was last night uh, for the New York governor. And Zeldin was really, I think, doing a pretty good job from the clips that I saw. So they may actually fire their horrible governor uh, who was in charge of all this lockdown and all this nonsense. So, so that'll be good news if that happens. I don't know anything about Zeldin, but he sounded good last night. But, you know, here's another bit of good news on this. And that's that the, probably some of the <coughs> most oppressed people in the country... Uh, and people will say, how can you say that? How can you say that? Because they're treated as slaves by the very same people who say they should be honored. And that's the men and women of the U.S. military. Now, they're starting to stand up to the tyranny. Let's put this next one on. This is from the Epic Times. Um, military whistleblowers sound alarm on, quote, devastating consequences of the Pentagon's vaccine mandate. And what they did, you can put this second one up, what they did is they actually... You know, this is, not, this is frowned upon. They held a press conference uh, about a week or so ago uh, talking about what has happened to them, uh, what this vax mandate has done to the military, to military personnel. And they've gotten tens of thousands of views to this. People are starting to realize what these thugs have done to the military. The same people they claim to worship, you know, they've treated them so badly. So, and we have a little bit more on this, but... I think it's a good start to see these, these poor guys and gals stand up. Yeah, and the government's trying to tell them they have to take this vaccine, <clears throat> which hasn't been tested. 
and there's no evidence that it works, and yet they still fight this battle. That <coughs> shows you how obsessed they are. They're not going to give up very easily, and they're going to persist this. <coughs> but uh, what, the, what the real irony here is, it's, it's the military, and the military has always had a special place uh, because they're going to defend us against communism and all these things. But, it, but that's lost its way, too, because now the military is just the result of a powerful lobbying uh, unit called the military-industrial complex yeah. that can get anything they want and as much money as that they want, but they always have to have a justification. You have to know why we go into the Middle East, why we go to Syria, why we go to Afghanistan, and it's always for noble reasons. It's for national security persons, to protect our freedoms, to protect our constitution, to bring about peace, and they feed that stuff into people, and uh, then, then they come in, and they take our military and treat them this way. So badly. We, and that's the last thing they get because they get abused yeah. by the very people that take these uh, military op officers and the corpsmen and send them out there and expose them to this death and destruction. So uh, it's a bad policy. Military is okay, but military should be there to defend our country, not to go out and precipitate war and look for a monster to kill so the military industrial complex makes their profits. I mean, I think that's no secret why you had the highest percentage of support or highest number of support from actual military personnel, not the military industrial complex. I don't think they gave you too much money in your campaign, but officers, enlisted men and women did because they understand what it means to actually value the military. But this is from that article, and this is a couple things because you said something that might be considered controversial. However, put this next one up. Navy Commander Olivia Degenkolb, who has served for 20 years, also participated in the press conference. Early on, she had, quote, she said she had significant re concerns regarding the vaccine's effect on fertility and its carcinogenicity. I thought I messed that word up, sorry. Prior to military vaccine mandate, what she said were dismissed by military medical staff. And do this next one because this is important. Now, this is the Comirnaty. This is the FDA-approved vaccine, which has not been available to the military. The only thing that's been available is the emergency use version, which cannot be mandated. So it's a technical legal point that they make. However, even the Comirnaty, she pointed out that the Comirnaty package insert reads, quote, Comirnaty has not been evaluated for the potential cause to cause carcinogenicity, gen genotoxicity, or impairment of male fertility. So it admits that it has not been tested on these things, and people that are concerned about it and don't want to take it, too bad. Yeah, you know, no licensed vaccine is available to them. So the people who are forcing this are breaking the law. Yes. Why aren't they being arrested? Yeah. You know, they should be tried for this. And uh, there's so much thing going on in medicine, uh, domestically uh, as, and, as well as COVID and the military that uh, the, the medical system, I find, it, it's, it's in shambles because it's nothing more than a political tool. It's just like uh, the science of the, uh, of the pharmaceutical companies. There, there was a time that there was a little more trust in them now, but people don't trust uh, for, you know, on, on what they're doing. They think they're profiteering, which they are. But uh, never, nevertheless, they say there's no licensed vaccine available, and uh, the people who force this and uh, pressure the military to do this, 
somebody should be liable, but also, uh, you know, they have pretty good protection against liability, too. Yeah. And uh, this next part, I'm going to just put it up because this one, we, you've talked a lot about the swine flu uh, fiasco in the 70s. And this actually <coughs> reminds me of the anthrax fiasco of 20 years ago. And it's in, the, it's in this thing. Put on the next clip because um, this is one of the uh, lawyers who's helping these military members named Saran. Saran once defended service members involved in the fight against the Pentagon's mandatory anthrax vaccination program. He's also challenging the Pentagon's vaccine mandate in a class action suit. He noted the press conference that current case bears striking similarities to the legal battle against the anthrax vaccine and put it up um, like Saran. This is Lieutenant Bose, who's an F-16 pilot, considers the current COVID-19 vaccine mandate to be, quote, almost a carbon copy of what happened with the anthrax nearly two decades ago. He added that, quote, anthrax ended up being ruled as a vaccine that couldn't be forced on service members because it was experimental. They did not learn their lesson. <laughs> maybe that uh, judge up in New York maybe knew yeah, a maybe bit about Give him a call. Yeah, give him a call. <clears throat> no, but it's, it's, it's am amazing that they get away with this. Uh, and it's impressive that a few people are waking up, but it's slow, it's tedious, it's late, but it's still not too late to people waking up. And I, I, you know, just the atmosphere in our country today, an election coming up, it seems like there's uh, more than one problem that people are facing. Then when you get into, you know, the educational problems that's going on and the, and the mess in our public schools and, and what they're doing with, uh, with the classes and what they're teaching, it's, it's just really horrible. But, it, but at least it's coming to a front and it took a lot of, uh, a lot of doing and it, it also took a few people to stand up. <laughs> I love it when the, the people will be at these meetings and even AOC had that happen yeah, to her. Stand up. Somebody stand up and say, yeah. don't give us, we're tired of your baloney. Yeah. They didn't say that word, but they were stronger. Yeah, they did, they did. <laughs> They're just tired of their baloney. And, and you know, that's the one thing that seems to be a benefit, um, but it's also a risky benefit, is people are suffering. Yeah. You know, uh, the prices are up and there's all kinds of domestic problems and they're upset with, with the government. But I, I get a little bit uh, annoyed when they don't blame precisely what it is because uh, once again, a lot of our problems are bipartisan. The military stuff that's going on, that's bipartisan. Inflation and deficits are bipartisan. Right now, it looks like all we need to do is have a real good election in yeah. a couple of weeks and okay. all these problems are going to be solved. But I've been through many elections and uh, you know that it, the problems seem to become less uh, push, uh, less uh, necessary to take care of once uh, they change parties. Of course, yeah, <laughs> just getting in power. We're going to do an update on yesterday's story, but first I had a couple of audio clips, Dr. Paul, that I thought you might be interested in. First of all, this is kind of shows, I think, a little bit of the desperation of the vaccine crowd. This is, um, this is President Biden yesterday encouraging people to get those boosters. Uh, let's listen into what uh, the president had to say. Five, ten, twenty dollars off the, your drugstore grocery purchase next, or grocery purchase next time. At the same time, you get the shot. So, so go get your booster, <laughs> and you'll get five, ten, twenty dollars off your grocery bill. I don't know where he came up with that one, uh, but here's another one we haven't talked about it yet. But it happened, I think, yesterday. Um, this is Tucker Carlson talking about Rochelle Walensky, who got into some trouble herself. Let's listen to 45 seconds of this 
little segment. Well, it's just a year and a half ago that the director of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, who claims to be a physician, went on MSNBC to say that the COVID shot stops the transmission of COVID. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, they don't get sick, said the head of the CDC. And to prove it, Walensky took the shot and the boosters. She took her most recent shot, the Omicron-specific booster, just a month ago. And then what happened? Well, you know how the story ends. This week, Rochelle Walensky tested positive for COVID. But she's reportedly grateful for the protection the vaccine provided. Now, why are we telling you this story? For two reasons. One, in order to preserve the... Shot and boosted, she got COVID. So, I mean, the, this is the poster child. And I think Tucker makes a good point. She should apologize. They claim that all of us who were skeptical were spreading disinformation. She's the one spreading misinformation. You know, when we were listening to, to the president and making these assumptions and trying to bribe people to do dumb things, I thought, you know, he's assuming that every constituent in the country, anybody who ever voted, especially if they voted against him, they're dumb. They're yeah. so dumb that they have no concept of anything. Yeah. They don't have any concept of what is right or wrong or what is scientific or not. But uh, they, they do it so casually. But I think that's what's coming to an end. I, I think some of the, 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 the some of the things going on real now, some of the dumb people yeah. are getting into government. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where they are right now. Some of that, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's do a little update to our last story. And let's skip the next clip and go to House Progressives. Um, it's that second to last. There we go, thanks. This is our good friend Dave DeCamp at antiwar.com. You know, right after we did the show yesterday, remember we did, the, first of all, we were going to do a show saying, hey, this is pretty neat. The House progressives are starting to wake up. And then when we started the show, they were already backpedaling. So we had to do, hey, they're backpedaling. And then as soon as the show was finished, I was on the treadmill watching the show. And here it, and here it comes on the news. They sent the letter back. No, <laughs> we, we were just kidding. Just kidding. So they retract their letter to Biden. And as we mentioned yesterday, a very timid letter. It didn't say, hey, Biden. We don't want World War III. They said, hey, we support everything you do, more weapons, keep them going. But you might want to talk a little bit to them uh, to, to you know, get it a little bit going. But put that back up just for a second because this is a funny thing, Dr. Paul. And I probably remember it more than you do on the Hill because I was on the staff. And thank goodness it never happened under you ever, ever, ever. But this is the funny part. This is what Jayapal, the, the chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, said. The letter was dated several months ago, but unfortunately, it was released by staff without vetting. So she basically threw her staff under the bus, Sheila Jackson Lee type uh, of action, and I think that says a lot about character. You know, this whole process of writing the letter <clears throat> and then uh, defending it and then rejecting it and all this stuff, <clears throat> this is what happens when politics determines everything. Yeah. You know, there is absolutely nothing else other than politics. Every once in a while playing on the innocence of people and, and assuming that all voters are dumb and that they're gonna do this and then they can kowtow to the special interest. And, the, and they, it's never based on a principle. 
you know, we, I think everybody knows what our principle is on foreign policy. It's non-intervention. Yeah. Mind our own business. Te- defend the country if you need to. But uh, no, they, they, they don't have a basic principle. It's always very vague, like in economics, it's interventionism. You have good intervention and bad intervention. Sometimes you have people want to spend this much, no, we have to spend this much. It's in, in the same way with the foreign policy. What, uh, how many troops should we have in Syria? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, we better do it. Oh, well, well, we, we have the oil wells protected, so we're okay now. So we can back off there a little bit. So, no, I think that's it. They're, they're starved for a basic principle. And I think that uh, even though the 100% principle, I argue, is uh, in most ways perfection is not achievable. But I think if you don't know what it is, if you don't have a desire to move in that direction, you're a zero. Yeah. Because you have to, if you want to go to, I only want 20% of your nonsense. Well, that's 100% of the principle of where, where you're going. So next year it's 30%. And that's why that's why you morally and financially uh, a system like this drives us into bankruptcy. And that's that's where we are today. And they haven't figured it out. And they're looking for blame game. Oh, yes, the fault of the staff. It's the fault of the dumb vote. What was the the announcement just this weekend that uh, some very popular Democrat said, I don't understand why anybody would ever vote for a Republican. <laughs> Occasionally, there's a good one, you know. <laughs> but. You really hit it on the head, though, when you talk about it being all about politics, because this letter was <coughs> released. It's possible that a, a, a staffer would have done that. I think it would be pretty dumb because you'd lose your job, should at least, um, without the permission of the member. However, I think what happened is that this letter came out they got a call from someone in the Biden administration, Jay Paul did, and said, you know what, Kevin McCarthy said this exact same thing last week. Do you, you really want to help the Republicans like this? Are you going to take the same position as Kevin McCarthy? And that was when they freaked out because, oh, politically, this might be, this might be bad for us, even though all the polls show that Americans are sick and tired of giving billions of dollars to Ukraine, it doesn't matter. McCarthy said it was good, therefore <laughs> we must say it's bad. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, if, if there is a goal by some, and I believe there is, that chaos is a good tool, because with chaos, they have to give up with the current status, and they, now they can say, look, the economy's bad, and da-da-da, so therefore, there's chaos, and that's why we have to clean the slate, we have to start all over, and that, that's why they want chaos, and of course, that's a Marxist principle. And, uh, and so even when things are so bizarre, and when it, maybe even from their viewpoint is getting out of control, I don't think they worry that much because I don't believe uh, they accuse anybody who doesn't vote for the Democrats as being stupid. But uh, I don't think that they're uh, worrying about that because I just think that a little stupidity uh, doesn't hurt us because it just causes more, more chaos. And, and when, uh, when they allow, it seems like on purpose, uh, that's hard to say, but when they allow an, uh, an election campaign to go as far as it has in Pennsylvania for Senate, you have to, that is so sad. I see that from a, a, you know, a, 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 big, a larger picture. You know, you know, the defense, the military, the political, the, the medical part. And I think this is so tragic. Yeah. And it seems like who's, it's a, who's, who's getting the benefit? Whose interest does this serve? And it really, if you've given up 
on uh, you know uh, b- being able to say, well, we're we're going to have super control, uh, you, you know, of the House and the Senate and stay in power. Uh, then uh, they might say, well, that's not possible. So a little chaos won't hurt anything. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's conspiracy stuff, and I don't think we're allowed to talk about conspiracy right. unless they're true. <laughs> You get canceled. <laughs> and speaking of canceled, put up our last clip reminding everyone again, going to keep reminding you to make sure you don't miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's what we talk about almost every day, Dr. Paul, here on the Ron Paul Liberty Report. Cancel culture, the biggest threat, as you always say, the First Amendment is the key to all the other amendments. If you can't speak your mind, then it doesn't matter if you can own a gun or if you have due process or anything else because it all rests on that, and so that's what we're going to be talking about on the 5th of November, and we hope to see uh, as many of you as can make it down here in Lake Jackson. Dr. Paul? Very good. I, too, want to thank our viewers uh, very much for the support and the people we're going to see at our conference here on the 4th, but uh, we are also going to remain as optimists, believing that it's worth this effort. People, uh, people would come up to me after I left the conference, and they say, yeah, but how did you stand it all? I mean, you didn't pass any real bills. You talked a lot about this and that. And uh, yet, yet I, I think there's room for optimism because just like this week, we find, we mentioned it today, that we found the judges in the Supreme Court in New York said that all was a hoax about the vaccine. But it was painful getting there. So I like, I like to think about preventative medicine. And in politics, I'd like to see some things prevented. And that would be done by having proper beliefs that you, that you believe in sound money, free markets, property rights, contract rights, and uh, have people try to convince other people in an orderly and a dignified manner because uh, the, otherwise there's just going to be more friction because we're going to go through tough times because the setup we have now is destruction of wealth. And if we do change our way, it would not be that terrible and it would be repairable. But at the, at the present time, it doesn't seem like any switch can be turned on. But if you do nothing, if we do nothing as a nation to try to correct these problems in our schools and medicine and all the things going on, Believe me, there will be a correction and it won't be a good one because things will get worse before they get better. Because under these conditions, the liquidation of debt and bad investments have to be wiped out. And that's what the market is trying to do is wipe out all the mistakes in the debt that exist because it's unsustainable. And uh, yet all the policies, uh, bipartisan policies, are designed to perpetuate it or tinker on the edges and improve things here and there. But it won't work unless you have a philosophic principle that you want to defend and know exactly how to do it. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.